You know, it took me forever to get that joke. Horse walks into bar bar and says, why the long face? Really? It took me forever to get that joke. Wow. Like an unnaturally long time. I was in my 20s. <clears throat> but you don't like horses, though, so maybe that's it. Yeah. That's probably why. But he didn't get it. It was a literal yeah. long face. Exactly. Because it's yeah. so damn literal. <clears throat> in the not-so-secret headquarters of Comic Issues, there are assembled the world's three greatest heroes. Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. Andrew Klein. Their mission, to fight injustice and right that which is wrong, and to serve all geek kind. Yes, even furries. Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva. Along with me are two of the greatest geeks in the world, Elizabeth Wallace. Andrew Plein. And just like the intro says that you just heard, even furries. Oof. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Right. The furry gauntlet. Yeah, the furry, has. cuddly gauntlet. <laughs> Claws optional has been thrown down uh, by uh, buddy, uh, big buddy Josh, uh, who is repeatedly requested, demanded, demanded, uh, threatened, threatened. No? No, maybe know. not threatened. Aww, that's no. a little too far. Uh, has uh, strongly insisted. Yes, there, uh, there you go. Hey guys, what about furries? You you say it in the intro. It's in the intro. Uh, in that, every intro. In in every intro that you know we we are for all geekdom, even furries. Uh, so we decided, you know what? It's time. Let's talk about furries. So when we decided, okay, well let's let's do it, but we want to do it uh, in a very honest way. We don't want to make the easy jokes of furries are weird or you know debauchery or or anything like that. Uh, because they are a form of geekdom, mm-hmm. uh, we want to give them a fair shake. That's not to say that we won't touch base on that either. Well, well no, we're, we'll, we'll definitely we're talk about, we're talk yes. all sides, all yeah. of it, but in a fair manner. Yes. If, if anything, uh, out of this podcast, uh, I would hope that we enlighten. Yes. Uh, because upon upon <laughs> the research, doing research that we've done, yeah. upon, when upon doing research, setting all our browsers to private. It, <laughs> not me. Mine's never private. I've never, I've, I mean, I've never looked into the the, the furry community. Um, I've definitely not listened or took to heart any of the things that I've heard mm-hmm. because, you know, to me, it was like, all right, well, that's just another fandom. Every fandom's got a bad rap. Well, there's yeah, always, I mean, it, there's it's, always something weird. Everyone's got stereotypes absolutely. or cliches or things like that. Well, I mean, it's like uh, somebody was talking about uh, the the worst uh, stereotype for comic books, mm-hmm. and they said comic book guy from The Simpsons has really. It's, it's, he's it, almost every bad comic book stereotype just rolled into one character. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's that's the antithesis. But he's that true like stereotype that has like it stands forth. Like everybody knows that character and can relate to it in a way, which which kind of sucks. And because and because he became so popular, yeah, like that's kind of everyone's go to when they hear oh comic books, comic books, comic book guy, comic book fans. You know, it's like just because that guy exists doesn't mean you have to lump everybody in. Yeah, not everybody is like sweaty, overweight, um, pedantic. <laughs> Sounds like a word, <laughs> but you know what? He was uh, my first intro to Doctor Who, so there we go. Really, oh, really? Yeah, and a hundred tacos for there was a hundred tacos for a hundred episodes of Doctor Who, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, nice. It, it was just the funniest thing. I've never, I never heard what Doctor Who was, and mm. he's like, oh, oh no, is it a hundred tacos for a hundred dollars? And he's like, that'd be perfect for the Doctor Who marathon. You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, nice. Nice. you know, what's There's this worst ways, worst ways to learn about things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm, man, hundred tacos, oof, that's. 
hundred of anything. Yeah. I mean, unless we're talking about individual spaghetti strands, then, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe that still sounds like a lot. In my but. imagination, though, it's like a hundred jack-in-the-box tacos, which is yeah, just cheap diarrhea's, Ooh, like, cheap God, tacos. Yeah. So we all did uh, our own individual uh, research uh, into uh, what uh, furry fandom is, mm-hmm. um, It which... Uh, seems like there are general blankets of what you can kind of consider furry dumb, but there's also, um, it's also still very individualized. Well, the, the most, it was the anthro versus, uh, furry was with the first question. Well, there's, um, there's furries mm-hmm. and then there's also like, uh, another, uh, another group of people who are associated, um, because of, uh, because of ignorance. Um, but the, it's called Therian. And those are people who believe that they are more or less animals in people's bodies, okay. like a man who feels he should have been born a woman. They're people who believe they should have been born animals. That's not freedom. No, no. Uh, they may wear tails and ears or whatever. And they like may that. participate in the furry culture. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they 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 may do both. Like you know, we'll do comic books and D and D. Uh, but it's not the same thing. Right. And the other one that I came across to is funny animals. Did you guys find that stuff? I didn't find anything on funny animals. I heard something about that though. I it, remember that, but I can't remember the definition. The, it was kind of talking like Bugs Bunny is not a furry and nor is he anthro. He is a funny animal. He's like a cartoon character. So he doesn't count at any of those though. He may be a springboard into. Okay. I can see that, but I wouldn't consider Bugs Bunny uh, a furry because he's not real. Like he is, uh, he is a rabbit who can walk and talk. He's not a person who puts on a suit or ears because a furry isn't always just someone who's in a suit. Well, they were the definition of what furry is. That was or kind what of, furries like furry comics. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because there is the like I was saying the anthro thing, which is anthropomorphic, which yeah. is yeah. the the kind of having more or less like a realistic animal <clears throat> that's a humanoid, a humanoid right. animal uh, of you know human intelligence. Uh, and and well, that's like, about, that seems to be the most generic I like term the, you can use uh, for furries. The addition of the bipedalness. I was like, okay, now we're getting real yeah, technical. That makes go. a lot more sense. Actually, the way it drills down has always been so fascinating to me. The things that will divide the furry culture. Yeah. If you look at any of the furry art, which there's a lot of the furry art that I think is really gorgeous. Oh yeah, but very pretty. There's there's like a conflict mm-hmm. at times, and I want to. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Digigrade legs? Is that how you say it? Oh, is that the uh, one where the legs are... The backwards bending yeah. legs. Okay. Well, they have a lot of these bipedal creatures, but they still have the digigrade legs. And there are people who are more familiar with like anatomy and physiology and everything. They're like, if you have those kind of legs, you wouldn't walk, walk on two legs. They're specifically four four legs. So they think that anthro animals should be drawn with like more people-like legs. Mm-hmm. And there'll be debates on the forums about this. Like wow. it actually couldn't support someone walking on two legs if you had legs like that. I'm like, wow, they get they get crazy technical. They really Sure, do. but I mean uh, – and, and something I think that we should do just to kind of help people uh, who – anyone who, you know – might have a hard time digesting uh, furry fandom uh, is correlated with something that we already know. Uh, so with the same thing of digilegs. Digigrade, I think. Digigrade yeah. legs. Okay. It's essentially the same thing as uh, super disproportionate comic books. Exactly. Uh, no one can have shoulders that wide with right. a waist that small, boob, boobs that big with, you know, uh, that hourglass figure. It's, it's, it's or impossible. Or anime, anime with eyes that and, big and, and noses that small. Head that big. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, uh, as, as I was kind of going through and I watched a couple documentaries that were, uh, really good. Um, I, uh, I found a lot of similarities, a lot of like, okay, this is to that as I am to this. Yep. So, I mean, at, at this point as admitting, uh, admittedly, I was, I wouldn't say put off by, uh, furries, but definitely it's like, all right, that's a thing over there. I don't feel any interest for it. So I'm just going to leave it over there and, you know, I don't necessarily feel like messing with it. Mm. Uh, I honestly feel way more comfortable uh, with, with the whole thing, understanding it better. Because mm-hmm. um, you definitely, you, you found a, uh, we'll use a air quotes for the podcast, uh, an attraction towards a Chitara, which is kind of like a. And I really wish I could find something uh, about that specifically uh, so I can get you off my nuts. <laughs> I was very it polite. Not, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a cat. It has everything to do that she's a woman with hips and breasts and I'm a tiny child. <laughs> well, we're even talking the new one too. I remember there was like she was hot, I think you 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 to paraphrase with Anthony. Hips and breasts and a there's pretty a, face. Like, like it has I think nothing to do with the fact she's a cat. I think there's a difference between finding her hot yes. and finding gadget hot. The mouse. Okay. So because that, gadgets more mouse like. She's more mouse like. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's where Chitara is at least pulling for. She's not a cat. Chitara is like eighty percent human. Right. She's an alien. It's different. Oh, okay. There, there you go. go. Also there. an alien. Yeah. There so you are. Get the fuck off my nuts about that. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was, a, it was a polite way of saying you, you, it. Though. You never thought Bugs Bunny looked kind of hot when he put on that dress. Are you quoting know? Wayne's World now? <laughs> I have to admit, Bugs Bunny was like most. What is that? That meme? He's first experience. His first experience with opera and cross dressing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll put credit to. Like my like in a, in a general um, openness about a lot of things. I've never been bothered by uh, cross dress cross dressers or transvestites or anything. Because I mean, basically, I've been watching that from Bugs Bunny, who I grew up idolizing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love Bugs Bunny. Uh, so like, oh, that's just the thing that Bugs Bunny does. Like, that's not weird. Did me. you hear the the latest one, of the latest nerdist ones with uh, Eddie Izzard? No, I saw it's it. Good. I want. I love it's it. Good. Oh, it's I'm, really I'm good. sold right it's, right away. Yeah, he's so he's brilliant. He's he is really really he is brilliant. really good. I love him. So let me. Uh, I want to plug the uh, two documentary. Well, actually, one's a documentary, and one is actually a uh, one man show that that this guy. Um, his name is Chris Williams. You can find it on YouTube. It's called uh, What the Fur. Stories and texts from the furry fandom. And this guy uh, essentially put into this 30-minute one-man show um, his own experience of finding furrydom um, and becoming mm-hmm. uh, a, a fan and a furry himself combined with uh, other people's stories. And he worked it into one story. It's honestly uh, very compelling, very touching, and very insightful as it does feel super personal. Okay, uh, so I'm I'm curious. Um, what was the springboard? What was what was what brought him into it? What was the start and finish? So, um, and and I can't say what is his story and what maybe contributed because it all just yeah, works yeah. as one. He explains. I compiled this yeah. one man show of things. Yeah. So essentially, um, the story goes: uh, he is in an incredibly low place uh, and is knife's edge to suicide. Okay. He says he kind of makes this goodbye letter to his online friends, uh, and as and as he is trying to work up the nerve to cut his arms open, he gets these uh, IMs from a friend. 
uh, the friend with without him revealing what he's doing. Yeah. The friend uh, who picks up on this letter that he put out invites him to Anthrocon. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Anthrocon. Anthrocon is the largest furry convention. It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania every year. He was not a furry. He had very little knowledge of anything that it was. Yeah. But he was invited by a friend of his, uh, sent, you know, links. He kind of goes through this very short kind of like, oh, that's cute. Oh, I like that. That's, oh, that's adorable. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> okay, well, this is nice again. <clears throat> and gets dragged to this convention. Once he gets to the convention, um, he is he is very kind of weirded out. There are people being uh, very um, affectionate, but in the terms of like, oh, my God, this is my best friend. I haven't seen my friend in it since last year. Uh, I'm so happy to see him. Essentially, everyone he meets mm-hmm. is so positive and open and friendly. Uh, he goes to um, panels he meets uh, this guy who runs Anthrocon uh, and is a, uh, a prominent figure uh, named uh, Uncle Kage, who uh, you know doesn't take him under his wing, but uh, explains everything in these uh, handful of short conversations. Essentially, he just talks to different people to find out what uh, the fandom means to them personally, and he hears some very um, some very personal stories. And he finds the acceptance uh, that uh, I assume he just doesn't have in his in his normal life, but also um, the general attitude. And this is the one thing I found pretty much everywhere I looked. Um, and I specifically was trying to find um, insider perspective mm-hmm. of what uh, Furrydom was. And the one thing I found overwhelmingly um, consistent is that uh, – Furry, furry fandom is about uh, one acceptance mm-hmm. because more or less it's it's no longer about uh, religion or race or I hate saying race uh, ethnicity or anything like that because now it's not black Asian Christian Muslim it's oh you're a fox you're a bear you're a turtle you're a rabbit um, and you're but you're all Mm-hmm. This uh, and incredible positivity and community support and all these things are really uh, idealistic in anybody's life, anybody's community. So this um, this this openness and the ability to um, be who who you are mm-hmm. uh, is what uh, attracted and, and kept him there. Okay. Uh, these people feel so comfortable inside this other skin to, right. you know, kind yeah, of yeah. make a, a metaphor um, that they can be as open and as pleasant and positive as they want. Because generally, I think a lot of people would agree that the culture, at least American, mm-hmm. very kind of negative. Right. Well, yeah. And uh, judgy is a phrase. Very yeah. judgmental. Elizabeth yeah. had a short uh, Elizabeth and I had a short conversation at uh, WonderCon we saw so much in like kind of specifically in artist alley, a lot of things that were really kind of meant to be funny, but ended up being a little mean. cruel, yeah. a little. Yeah. There was something that po- that went around. Um, at least I saw it on my Facebook. Remember that uh, shirt we saw? I like my coffee. Like I'm uh, like, I like my fangirls. Yeah, I, hate I hate coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah. That made rounds. I'm that, sure it did. I, I saw it on Kotaku, which is funny. Cause we were standing there for a minute waiting for people to catch up and you'd see people, walk by it and read it and and everybody's expression was just like 
intrigued but a little appalled. They're yeah. like, oh, like, oh I think that's really mean. In, initially, initially, everyone, you, you, there's a short chuckle. It's like, ha, he hates fangirls. And it's yeah. like, but why? That doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. Exactly. You're, just, you're just being a mean to be mean. I know. For comedy. I was about speaking as a fangirl myself. What you got against me? <laughs> I never did anything yeah. to you. Um, but that would, that was the one thing. And, I, and I'd say if there's, if there was any reason that uh, I would pursue uh, a fandom into, into freedom, if I wanted to get into it at all, it would be for that reason. Because honestly, every person uh, and everyone that they talk to sounded like such a welcoming, mm-hmm. friendly and warm person. And it's because they feel so happy in in this community the uh interesting this this is uh, for my research that i did some of the things i was kind of researching was um and it's not necessary freedom but Mm -hmm. it's the um mascots have you heard about them like the people that put on the mascot yeah there's um yeah yeah it's a it's a fursuit but for like a specific mascot type thing yeah yeah so they had this one gal and she's in high school and they basically i'm sorry did you watch the hulu documentary on that no, I, I was the American Life touched base on it. Okay, okay, the, okay. The Tiger okay. Girl. Uh, no, I don't know. There's, there's a, um, there's a, there's a documentary on mascots. Yeah, on Hulu that I've been thinking about watching. I just haven't gotten. To oh, it. there's, there's two different that ones that I've heard about. The, the one that I'm specifically. She's in high school. She's not exactly, you know, like the most popular or the athletic, mm-hmm. but she puts on this tiger suit and she really felt like she could do everything. Yeah. So like the, the thing that in this the. It's on uh, This American Life if you guys actually want to listen to the full thing. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was the person asked her, said, hey, can you do a backflip for me? And she's like, oh, I can't do a backflip. That's ridiculous. Mm. And she's like, well, why don't you put the suit on? Do a backflip. And then sure enough, she had the the ability to do the backflip. And hearing about this acceptance and everything else, it kind of seems like that's kind of a thing where it's it's almost leaving the the persona that you have and just – it's. I think it's more shedding off – the insecurities that you may have. It might be just shutting off society in a whole and just yeah. and just being. Because it's also about losing self consciousness because your your whole like inner personality is really being covered up by this fur. So you feel like you can be more yourself because yeah, yeah. people can't see you, I feel. You know? Um and, and essentially the <laughs> once you kinda get into furry fandom altogether, once right. you're really in it, mm-hmm. you develop uh your character, what uh they call your fursona. Right. Uh, and that's essentially just the term for whomever you are there. You have a different name. And because it's it's a very personal thing, you don't just like, oh, well, I want to be, you know, uh, it's not like D&D where you're like, I want to play a fighter yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want to ha- carry a big sword. Uh, it's, it's way more personal. It's like, oh, well, I want to be someone who essentially it seems like they just pick the things that they can't, they're not comfortable being. In real life. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. they – those become their character's traits. Right. Uh, and that way they can kind of live the person that they're afraid to be mm-hmm. uh, in, in the outside world because of judgment and, and right. criticism and right. things like that. So it's, it seems to be incredibly freeing yeah, yeah. to take on this uh, alternate persona, this fursona mm-hmm. in a community that not only welcomes it but encourages it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it – I mean not to – I don't like blow it too much or, um, you know, make it seem like, Oh my God, everybody should be a furry. Um, it definitely seems to be admirable that, uh, you, you can do anything without judgment in, in this world. That to me is the, the bigger lesson is like what I feel more cultures should take upon is just like, Hey, look, 
we need to be like that. <laughs> we all need to be a little furry. It'll yeah. Be a little nicer. Because it, like, it, it's entirely true. Like you guys are talking about the, the <clears throat> meanness at conventions and it's, it's entirely true. It's nerd on nerd crime. It's got to stop. Yeah, it's true. And it's funny because we are the community that, you know, was ostracized. So we created our own community and now yeah. we're kings of the world and we're still doing and the now, same Yeah, bullshit. I was about to say the things that were done to us earlier. Now we're doing it to other people, you know, it's like you can't be cool enough to hang around with our crowd. You're not acting the way we yeah. want you. Act, we, we made a hierarchy, yeah. and now even among nerds, there are those that are lower. Yeah. And, and and furries have been one of them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Also, I mean, furries they, they cover such a wide range. I mean, you have the people who are living the lifestyle of the furry, you know, and the the fur suits and everything, mm-hmm. and their persona and everything. But then you have people who are just interested in like the community, like for the art. And for the people who share common mm-hmm. interests yeah. and everything. Like the fursuit's so. not mandatory. No, no, no. no. A lot of people no. don't do the fursuit no. out of choice. And some people do partial fursuits. That's why, you mm-hmm. know, the ears and the, mm-hmm. yeah, the ears and the tails. And some the people just do go chitara. They do 80% and they just, you know, have exactly. ears. And, and that's sexy. That's yeah, <laughs> He's not going to let that go. You know? I'm going to stab him. Don't do that. All right. But only because you asked me not <laughs> okay, to. Please don't do that. That would Thank you. You're very welcome. But no, I find it fascinating because the the other question, like uh, the thing that I've always had uh, the bigger question, like you know, I discussed it earlier, was you know what constitutes a furry and what doesn't? Because I remember reading somewhere that the the turtles, the teenage mutant ninja turtles, mm-hmm. they don't count. But Usagi Ujimbo, he counts because he's a mammal. No, uh, there's there's definitely furry non mammals. Yes, no, there, there are there yeah, are. Yeah. Um, but essentially, um, and I mean, if 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 a furry is listening, uh, I'm sorry if I essentially get it wrong. I am still largely ignorant. Well, yeah, we, we are, um, we're all trying. Let's yeah, know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, uh, what it seems like may be fair to say, uh, because furry is the most, um, is the biggest term to use. Uh, I would blanket anyone who's a fan of an anthro, anthropomorphic uh, characters or mm-hmm. um, art, uh, animation, anything like that. Um, any of them could be considered furries, but I do know that there are subsections of mm. insects, reptiles, and mammals. Mm-hmm. And there's probably sea creatures too. I love the names sometimes too. I just found out because I would see I always I always like the idea of minotaurs. I would love to be able to like have a like a female minotaur costume, be all like badass and everything. And I think if I'm right, the name is Tauren. And so that my character, like I'll hear people talk, oh yeah, my character is a Tauren, and I look that up, I mean it's, it's like bullheads, and I'm like, well, that's kinda cool and all the different mm-hmm. There's one for foxes. You can play Warcraft and be a torn. Yes, you can. That's right, exactly. Um, this names for foxes too, but I don't remember what those were called. Vulpin, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Things of Vulpin. Yeah. Uh, Vulpin, yeah. Because yeah. Vul- that's that's Latin for fox, isn't it? Uh, f- yes, because La Retard is or La Renard is is French. that French? Yeah. Because yeah. there's Vulpex is the name of a Pokemon or a Pokemon that's oh, a fox. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah, I, I like all, you know, getting into all the technical terms, especially if you go wandering around DeviantArt, which Oof. you do want to be careful. Don't do it at work or have your mature felt. Well, see, that's that's, that's the fun part because, like, for me, like, I was looking into, like, again, where it begins and kind of because, like, growing up, Sonic the Hedgehog was, like, the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is kind of on that borderline almost furrydom, but not. Yeah. Well, he's an anthropomorphic character. He is. But just, he is. Just like. The entire Disney animated lineup that we grew up watching, Robin they're Hood. all anthropomorphic. Though I do think you were right that I heard someone say that Robin Hood counted as funny animal. Enough. Oh, really? But one person said that. I'm sure there are people who had... Because considered. I find that to be... 
Because the, here's the, here's kind of like some of my rules, and this All is the right. kind of what I was putting together. Was like, so the wearing clothing is almost a must for, okay. for to be a furry, quote unquote. I can see that. I can see that. Because like you would, I'm not not every time certainly, but I yeah. Can see but like that. the bipedal ones where they have the the whatever. Digigrade, yeah, yeah. They generally are not wearing clothing, and if they are, it's usually just kind of like a shawl or like something to wear. Uh, no, I'll disagree with a you. Shirt, on that no one. pants, like uh, Chippendale. <laughs> Like no, I've, I've seen. I just I I love wandering. Like I said, I love wandering on oh, DeviantArt. That's great. Every I mean every state of dress and non dress that yeah. you can think of. You know, it's all all represented. So I've definitely seen the ones with the the funny legs wearing just about anything. Well, see, the, the more clothes I feel like you're getting closer to furry as opposed to just anthropomorphic, like you would say, like Lord of the Rings, like a creature from that versus you know like. Well, like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, <laughs> it, all, right, all right, all right. But I mean, it's it's. I, th- I find it to be very fascinating because, like Ninja Turtles, no clothes. Yusagi Ojimbo, they were belts, lots of clothes. So you would say that Bugs Bunny, since no clothes, not furry. But he's also he's predominantly based around just being funny, so he kind of doesn't count. Well, what about Gadget? Gadget, and we're talking the mouse from Chippendale. Uh, yes, Rescue Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Yeah, yes. she wears clothes. She is a furry, like in my okay. mind. Okay. It's it's bizarre though. Like it's such a weird. Yeah, you could. It seems it, it seems like splitting hairs. But um, dum Because with like uh, hair and fur, and then hair like a rabbit. Bunny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I, I, I like it. that seems just like breaking it down unnecessarily. You know, it it could be. I mean, I understand the funny animal thing. Yeah. That seems like well, I get it. But then it just sounds like oh, well, you're just describing uh, just. Fictional characters, mm-hmm. for the most part. But see, this is the funny thing about funny animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bugs Bunny and crew, I kind of agree with that they're funny animals. Right. But then you get Tiny Toons, which weirdly they kind of, like, they went away from Skirt just... Skirt around because they wear shirts? Well, no, they were all wearing, like, a lot of clothing. Yeah. And they yeah. were all also... Well, they wear shirts, mostly. Babs was a uh, shirt she wore and a dress. dress. Because girls have to wear a bottom. They do. They really do. But it's it just it's it seems a little bit like then Yogi Bear's girlfriend didn't have a top. She only wore a skirt. I can't remember her name. Daisy? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think she only wore a skirt and a bow in her hair. Same with Minnie. I think Minnie only wore a skirt. Yeah, at Minnie. Time. Yep. Yeah. There's at least a time I think she only wore a skirt. <laughs> so. I think she still only wears a skirt in. Still? Yeah. Weird. What about Daisy? Daisy Duck? She um, had the full on because she had the fluffy. Yeah, she's got shoulders. like a summer dress or something. Oh, okay, you're right. Like you're a baby right. doll dress or some yeah, shit. I know. Debating the relative indecency of various <laughs> Disney characters. So weird, yeah, it's really weird. Why is it okay for one but not the other? No idea. But see, the other one, the, the other fun one is uh, Secret of Nim, which is way more realistic. In yeah, they they kind of skirt the line because they're they're know, animals that but, can talk, and also she wears a little shawl. Yes. Well, she finds a rag, more or less. Well, yeah, but she wears it around her neck, which most rats probably would. But then it's really realistic in the sense of that they are actually small mice versus like a full-fledged. But I don't know if I would consider those anthropomorphic because they're not walking on uh, legs like a human would. Uh, they, they, I mean, if they're, if they have to run, they're back on all fours. That's true. So it's more of an evolved animal mm-hmm. that can just sit up back. I mean, your cat can stand on its back feet. Yeah. I, mean, I shouldn't say your cat cause you don't have, I have a cat, uh, but cats can stand on their back two feet if they want. And if they're you see some of those all... videos on YouTube, some of them can they're do really it a lot. Good. Yeah. Seriously. They just can't seem to walk that way. No, no. <laughs> What was the uh, there was another because I was reading the history of freedom and mm-hmm. a couple of things they were also talking about was uh, Watership Down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I had a problem with that one. And I'm like, that one seems to be going of the idea that because they were talking like people, yes. they're free. But they, because they definitely well, were I mean, as close like, to animals they can get. like animal form would be considered. They, they actually well, listen to that. They did. And yeah. I wouldn't necessarily consider that because I think, I think where the line for me is that I understand is it's anthropomorphic. That's what I heard a lot of. And that's, it's anthrocon. So I, I feel like that's, that's the line. Now, I wonder if that's the difference between anthropomorphic and furry. I mean, I know that. What's well, the same? But I almost think that anthropomorphic means will be a good definition of anthropomorphic. Humanizing, Humanizing uh, an animals. Animal. So any animal that can talk and have impulses and feelings and plans and everything uh, like yeah, a human is anthropomorphized. You can, you can anthropomorphize your pet. Because, because all of these things that we've been talking about, are they a furry or are they not a furry? They're still talking like people. So that mm-hmm. would make them anthropomorphic. But they would get closer to furry the more they fit those characteristics that we're thinking The more human of. they become. I guess. Yeah, I unless the creature. is <clears throat> kind of where I'm, I'm kind of. I, would, I don't know. I, I guess maybe once they're bipedal and speaking a language, um, like a full language, whether it be English or whatever. Um, I don't know, maybe that could be the definition. And like, we're not the ones who should be making oh, no, this no. definition. It's another one that's like, you know, so we can understand right here. On you the, know, on the when you see it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My sister and I, when we were in high school, there was this great comic shop down the street from school called the funny farm. And he had like, like a whole room of dollar comics. And we would just mm-hmm. go there with our friends and just sit there. And there was a comic we wanted to cross called Xanadu by Vicki Wyman. And it's, the art is beautiful it's gorgeous but the main characters are all animals Mm -hmm. and she's got this hierarchy set up because you've got like the nobility nobility are always mythical animals dragons unicorns griffins then you have the freeborn which are always wild animals and they Mm -hmm. kind of serve the nobility but they're still respected but that's like foxes and you know lions and whatever not magical but still wild and then below them are the domestique which are Pigs, dogs, cats. And it was mm. it's a beautiful story. That's it's interesting. It's gorgeously so, illustrated. And from that point on, I always really liked a lot of the art. It's really beautiful. Babar. Babar? Yeah. Elephant? That yeah. seems furry. Seems furry. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But you know, you in the beginning, he was just like a regular elephant. He was. He got brought into the world and then taught to act like a person. So <laughs> then that would make him <laughs> The intro. Right, well, <laughs> I don't know. That, that might be a gray line because it's, it usually seems that uh, – I mean kind of essentially once you step into that world, once you uh, step into your character, there are no humans. There is no combination of, of the two. You essentially walk into Duckburg and that's the world you live in because that's the world you'd like to live in because the that world has been – you know as, as it's mass produced by everybody else – they're participating is a much better world than the one you're coming from. Would you say that furry art? I, I don't remember if I love this. this is so fascinating. It is. It is. I don't. I don't know if I'm sure there's an example of this. Would anything furry like art or otherwise never have animals interacting with regular humans? Is it always a world where the animals are anthro, or do they ever I'm get sure combined? A, I would say it's a personal choice. Okay. Um, just like, I mean, some people would get up in arms if you drew Batman and Wolverine teamed up together. Right. That doesn't exist in the same world. It's DC and it's Marvel. Right. They never match, except in the Amalgam comics. DC versus Marvel. Um, and then there's the people who's like, 
Oh, well, that's cool. I like that. That's Wolverine and Batman. Those are two of my yeah. favorite characters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Right. I'm sure it worked the same way. There are people like, oh, well, furrydom or furry art or whatever. Uh, it's it's just this world of walking, talking animals right. where humans don't exist because human is evil or whatever. Rocket raccoon. Uh, He's an alien, so. Yeah, it's an alien. Okay. So I guess that's falls into, Falls into the Chitara category? <laughs> Don't you start. I'm um, saying she's an alien. She's, what? She's I'm backing alien. up she, with you. She's an alien. And she is hot. You have to admit. <laughs> Oobs, hips. Yeah, I like Sorry. it all. Um, I mean, I guess I guess it's kind of a pass because he is he is an alien. So it's not – I don't know, but then it's I bet still you there, fiction. I bet you there would be some anthro fans who would probably debate I'm that. sure they'd like to see it. Like a furry fan would be like, oh, I like Rocket, Racker, Rock, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Because uh, he resembles a lot of this other thing that I like. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? But would I consider Rocket Raccoon uh, a, like a furry icon? Could Specifically be. Rocket Raccoon? No. Uh, so I think much. I would say no. Yeah. Um, because he's established as an alien in the same world as humans. Okay. In the same universe. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you essentially took him out of the Marvel Universe and put him in, you know, the Tiny Toons... Then I would say, oh yeah, well then now he kind of fits into that world. I almost kind of, I almost Could kind of you? wonder about that. I don't, I don't think it's so inclusive or exclusive. I think he, I think. People, I don't think it has to be. Yeah. But I mean, as as far as you know, like maybe, I don't think, I don't think, I think he could almost be considered a furry character. I mean, I know he's established in his own thing. He's part of this own world and everything. But just from the sake that he's an anthropomorphic talking raccoon, mm-hmm. no matter you know, sure, call him an alien, that's fine. But I think he could kind of be considered furry. I mean, it's it's definitely possible, and, and any of the uh, furry considered um, things that that I've like comics I've I've read before, um, Yusagi Jimbo. Um, I've I've read actual furry comics. I remember when I worked at comics and stuff. Um, like there was just a I found a random pile that I'd flip through, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, these are just these characters kind of living out this life. It's it's like watching Ducktales. Yeah, it's it's very much the same. Oh, here's an adventure. Like there is nothing weird. It's just another story. And instead of humans, there you know well, foxes yeah, it's, it's, and, uh, and wolves. Bucky O'Hare. I mean, yeah. any of those things that we grew up with. Uh, was it? Oh wow, that was the one I liked. Uh, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember that. It's a. It was a. It was a kind of a more '90s show, but it was yeah. funny as all hell. Nice. Mm. nice. But yeah, but it, it's. It's. I agree with you. It was, it was really watching it for the adventure, not necessarily. It's like Transformers. I don't give a shit that they're robots. You know, they're having an adventure, and that sounds intriguing. And I'm sure somewhere there might be that uh, version of of furrydom, uh, metaldom, botdom, something like that. Yeah. Um, but when you say that, though, a lot of times, because we're talking around the subject because we really are trying to be very respectful of this, but a lot of people hear furry, and they automatically think the sexual element yes. every Oof. time. And that's yeah. something which is like... You can't define the culture by that by any means. No. You do have to admit that it's there. It's, it, it exists. Uh, every <laughs> documentary I watched, everything I read, they all admit, yeah, it's real. But we're also talking about a demographic of late teens to 20s college age people. Yeah. They're going to be having sex. Exactly. Well, let's just do it like this. Let's explain real quick that Anime Expo 
Oh my god! It is like just as, as sexual as oh, absolutely, a absolutely, Dragon absolutely. Con, yes, yeah. Dragon Con, uh, even a Dragon Renaissance Con's fair. known for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Renaissance fairs. I mean, yeah. they're known yeah. for their open tent policies. Um, I've uh, and and as I was uh, watching um, the the actual documentary, which is called uh, Furries in uh, an Inside Look. Yeah, uh, that's by Kurt uh, Pearson, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think it's on. Uh, I watched it on Vimeo. I think it might also be on YouTube. Both of these absolutely worth watching if you're interested uh, in kind of just learning a little more. Um, but uh, fuck balls. I kind of lost where I was going to go with that when I referenced to it was. What were we saying? <laughs> the sexual element at conventions. Oh, um, as I was watching and as they kind of, you know, like you have to talk about it. Yeah, because it is the stigma that's attached um, as I'm trying to process it and like, okay, well this is to that and that is to this and I am to that. Um, essentially now I see no difference if two furries, uh, choose to have sex in the suits, which one guy said, that's a hot fucking uncomfortable suit. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) If someone wants to have sex in it, get crazy, but it is not comfortable to be in. Like it's, it's thick. It's heavy. It's it's. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a cardboard thing, isn't it? No, like a like it's a thicker. Well, it's a fur, but isn't there some sort of? There can be shaping. a support. Well, like, there yeah, can be a support some thing shaping for like for the head and yeah. stuff like that. A lot of it's foam. Yeah, it's, that's true. Not that it doesn't exist. It's just that it's not everybody. Right. It's not even most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, what I correlated it to was I know a lot of cosplayers have sex in costume. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know what? Let's get crazy. Let's, you know, do this thing. You know, let's just have this one. Let's have this one fantasy kind of night. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, as soon as I kind of put that together, I'm like, oh, well, this is the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Like, why? And why would that be weird if, like, this other thing, we're like, I would do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd try that once. It's the same thing about the art. I mean, I joked before that if you're going to go searching furry art on DeviantArt, you should be careful not to do it at work. Same thing for You can do that for everything. I mean, anything you wander across. I'd say anything. I'd say the closest thing that also has as big a stigma is anime. Anime would definitely be there. Everyone knows of the tentacle hentai. If anything, I'd say that's worse. Boku no sexual harassment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at, at, at least there's no, uh, at least that I know of. And granted, furrydom is a way smaller market yes, than, than hentai. Anime, yeah. Hentai just Well, it's just itself. the yaoi and the yuri that has taken over. But, uh-huh. like, I mean, tentacle rape is a genre of hentai. Well, just rape in general with that culture. I mean, yeah. it's, it, in anime, it's really prevalent and it's really... It's, it just makes it, me think the society is so repressed yeah. that if it comes if, out in the art like that. I'm like, wow. If there's one that I had to, you know, be stuck with, it would clearly be the furry because, like, you know, as, as weird as one or the other may be, at least there's no furry rape genre. Not to say no one's ever done it. There's sick people out there. But it's not a genre. It's not that big to be a genre. What the fuck, humanity? The only thing I'm really having a problem right now, like in my mind for this furry suit, is just that they have googly eyes instead of just like regular plain eyes. (laughs) It is hard to take it seriously at that point. And I'm just like, just kind of like, don't look at me. Have you seen the ones that have um, the mouths that move? Yeah, I have. Some of them are amazing. 
super yeah super yeah. creative sorry like, i'm still on my that. jim henson creature shop kick so <laughs> you talk that and i'm like well yeah i'm 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 develop i actually i want to create like a totoro suit like that mm-hmm. yeah and i want to walk around in which it. would be the equivalent of a furry suit yeah now, granted you're picking a character so I, I guess you would fall under cosplay yes technically but i mean the the two are so close together i forget i think a lot of people don't really give it credit for a thousand, I'm dressing in Assassin's Creed and parkouring yes. in the park. Is it fifteen hundred? Are you Totoro? Uh, no, no, it's Romonger. Romonger, that's right. Never mind. Okay, we could, we'd swap them. It's twelve fifty, right? Ah, fifteen hundred. I'm twelve fifty. No, you keep on lowering. You the bar trust each your time. memory or my memory? <laughs> really? You want to have this conversation with me? <laughs> you know what? Um, I was just talking to uh, our buddy, uh, Forever Freshman Ray. Uh, who's been um, binging on the podcast? Oh, nice! Um, nice. Hi, Ray. Hey, Ray. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ray. He uh, he just listened to uh, to that podcast. I got to oh, nice. I got to I got to get out of him which one it was. I asked him, and then we quickly got sidetracked because mm-hmm. um, I want to re-listen to it to nice. try and remember. I'm pretty sure you guys are right because you guys are the better rememberers than I am. Also, but I wanted time to get an Assassin's Creed outfit and learn how to got, parkour. You've got 200 more likes. To I go. know. I know. Which should only take us how long? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, congratulations to Pixelated Geek for hitting 1,500 today. Oh, Woo! yeah. All yeah. right. Yay. That was actually kind of phenomenal. I took a screenshot for you. My uh, coworker, he goes, you know, you, you know, what's your, when's your next conference? I'm like, why? And he's like, well, our team, we should go out and you know help support whatever you guys are doing. Aww. And I'm like, it's just like, like in the heart, just like, oh, dude, oh, like right nice. in the feels. I'm like, well, you know, he's like, well, what can I do to help? I'm like, you want to like us on Facebook? He's like, oh, what do you guys do? And I'm like, well, I put funny ass pictures up every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what yeah. we do. And he's like, oh, cool. And he's like, oh, sweet. And he like saw the 1400. I'm like, dude, you'll be 1500. He was like. Bam. Oh, you know nice. who 1500 is? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. awesome. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. It was uh, Robert uh, from work. So thanks, Robert. Very nice. Very yeah. cool. Very awesome. I just, that was kind of one of those things where I'm like, dear. I know. Support. That's awesome. Um. I mean, so yes, the there, there is sex happening at but, furry cons. Yeah, but see, and, like it's it's like sex everywhere. Like it's I, I was surprised. Like Ren Fair was one of the ones I was surprised about. The the whole like I I guess I would be I, I was too. I wasn't anticipating. I actually was anticipating just really nerdy D and D, but with you know dress up now. That was well, that, that's LARPing. Well, yes, but which is another thing we'll we'll, we'll have a whole other podcast yeah. about that one. Yeah, but we'll have Ross with us when we hit that one. Um, but you know, it's funny. I went there and then just seeing everyone in the bodices and everything else, and it was very like sexually charged, and it was something that I was not anticipating. But because I mean, again, we're like we're looking at a large demographic of college-aged people. Yep. If not, you know, into late twenties and what well, used 30s. to be Woodstock, we now broke it into small subsects and. More or less, but I, uh, the, a very similar attitude. Yeah. I think these um, these conventions, no matter what their kind of primary focus or subject matter is, um, I mean, just, you're, you're happiest and most comfortable around like-minded individuals. Not only that, which, but you generally know, there's booze involved. Also, so, yeah, which also yeah. booze involved. Booze leads but like, that's, to- that's kind of what Woodstock was. It was a gathering of like-minded individuals in celebration of... Of what you know, they felt was an idealistic way to live, mm-hmm. and you know that's what I'll say. The smaller conventions, the smaller comic uh, conventions are yeah, the larger uh, similar, ones are about similar, similar movies, to WonderCon. Right? Yeah, no, apparently our conventions are more fun. I forget who I was listening to the other day. They were talking about it's an interview with somebody who had actually been at Woodstock, and they're like, "Was it awesome?" He said, 
It's kind of horrible. I was sleeping on the ground. He like slept under a truck that night. Everybody's filthy. No showers. Well, whole age people are sleeping on the ground. It is also yeah. true. Come to think, yeah. and the showering is not much different. No, uh, also it's easy joke. Uh-huh. That was a layup. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, in the I'm trying to think because this um, this Uncle Kage character or person uh, came up in both documentaries. I want to say it's the Watch the Fur or What the Fur one man show, um, but. Uh, in this introduction panel that Uncle Kage was giving, um, he was explaining that uh, there has to be – it's a 6-2-1 rule. Uh, and this is a rule of at least six hours of sleep every day, at least two full meals of which he says ramen and beer don't count, <laughs> and one shower every day. Nice. He says these, these are the rules uh, which – and once I hear it, I'm like – Oh, well, that's just a convention rule. Everybody needs to follow that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I honestly have broken that rule. Mm-hmm. Like, I've not yeah. followed a full six, two, one. I'll have like four, three, one, one, or mm-hmm. one half. Um, actually, <laughs> I was listening to uh, Lisa was talking about WonderCon, and she mm-hmm. was like, not as much ro- walking as Comic-Con. <laughs> no, I mean, and, uh, it's because it's, it's – even the convention itself is is smaller, but well, it was just kind of funny because I was like, "Wow, what's what's our most walked convention?" And then oh my god, well, Comic Con, but I think E three comes. Pretty oh close. yeah, you know what? E- yeah. <laughs> oh god, I saw a flashback going right there. That's yeah. because E three takes up the entire Los Angeles Convention Center. Wow, both uh, sections. Is, but the problem is, is the Los Angeles Convention Center is kind of built of two convention centers. Push together, yeah. So yeah. there's a like a west wing and an east wing, right? And you have to go from one to the yeah. other. Is the Los Angeles Convention Center bigger than San Diego? I think square footage it might be. Yeah. Are they ever considering moving it to Los Angeles? Uh, I think it's one of the names that have popped up. Didn't they talk about Anaheim at one point? No. Okay. Anaheim's not big enough. Vegas is the other one that they've talked about, Oof, which Vegas is a terrible idea. We'll have cosplayers dropping like flies in yeah. the heat. I mean, Los Angeles doesn't have the parking space. Yeah. To handle that much volume. Right. Um, not to mention it's not nearly as nice of area no. as downtown San Diego. No. no. Um, so I don't think they'll ever get it. Vegas is way too hot nope. uh, and also too crowded. Right. Um, Just that, that one friend I had who called me who was so upset about not being able to get at San Diego. She's angry and it's almost like she's angry at me because I live here. Yeah. And I'm sitting here I'm like – what do you want me to do about it's, it? I mean, it's she's like, just what? as hard out here to do it. Well, yeah, but also it's like, well, what, what do you suggest? You mm. know, I mean, let more people in. We are getting close to people getting trampled at some point. It could I very mean, much happen. The, clearly the convention itself is at capacity. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. Right. And I'm sorry if more people want to go than can go, but that's kind of, yeah. where else do you want me to go? Well, I'm sort of hoping they're just going to build more conventions. Yes, I like that plan. That's a great plan. Um, it's simple. It's so easy. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sure it's no problem yeah. at all. You know. I'm you know. Just, let's just start building on top of the water. Why not? Let's just, you know. Let's just extend onto. We'll, we'll make big piers. And environmentalists and are just a big bunch of whiners, right? right? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. We, we gave them the children's cove. I mean, the seals go there. Exactly. And now we can have more a, space. You know, we we give you one, you give us another one. Exactly. We gave you well, the not, little not, not Seal Beach. <laughs> so La Jolla wants them out. Well, well, they can't have it just yet. <laughs> At least the last time it came up for a vote. But we'll it see keeps time. getting knocked down, but they don't seem to like seals. I know. Well, they live there, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I just wait. It's just, all it's going to take is just one. One great person white. getting bit? No. Great white shark coming in there and just massacring everything. I'm, I'm waiting for the day. They will beach themselves. Snack, 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 snack. What, the, the great white? 
Yeah. I don't think they do that. I think there's something, because it's not like sharks are changing, you know? I think, wouldn't they have already done that? Well, the orcas do that. Yeah. So I'm, I was hoping that maybe sharks maybe would pick it up. I'm kind of hoping not for this. I do occasionally go swimming in the water out here. Not very often because it's really frigging cold. Orcas are mammals. They can do that. Sharks can't do that. Sharks can't beach themselves. Why not? And wiggle back. Because they can't breathe. Yeah, they get the snack and they go back. They hold their their breath. You know, whatever you want to call it. I play Echo the Dolphin. sharks can't swim backwards. So how are they going to move backwards? Uh, I saw Deep Blue Sea, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, those ones. The smart sharks. That was the best death scene, though. It was really awesome. I love that movie. The whole theater when I saw it, they're just like, did that just happen? I think that just happened. Wow. I love that movie. That's... I hate this movie, but I love that scene. Oh, that movie's so awesome, though. Yeah. They're smart sharks. See, they swim backwards, and it's like... <laughs> it was like the same one of it moving forward. They just played it. The worst CGI in a big-budget movie I've seen. Uh, oh. Did you guys listen to um, Movie Issues do it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was, That's right. What was, I was it that they so said? upset, though. Like, I'm listening There's to a line, some, There was a line, something, about if one thing we've learned is sharks are the assholes of the oh, sea. Oh, they call them douchebags. They That's call them what the, it was, yeah. The, they call sharks the douchebags of the sea. That's right. That's yeah. right. And there are shark furries, too, just to bring it back around. Yeah. I've seen some anthro uh, yeah. costumes that are pretty cool. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not it's not just mammals. Like I said before, there's also uh, reptiles and um Oh, I saw a dolphin one one time that I liked a lot. Seen dolphins. Seen dolphins uh, cool. The orca. There's actually a whale ones I've seen. Whales I've seen. They do a lot of – um. I've been seeing a lot on DeviantArt. Like a lot of uh, the artists that I follow – do commissions and it's a huge amount of commissions for people wanting you to draw their fursona and the characters. I mean, it's not even any one thing. I mean, it's a fox with wings and a snake's tail, you know? Or, yeah. Or, well, I mean like a manticore, even, even they were saying, uh, like you, you can't throw a stick without, you know, five foxes jumping after, uh, of course, you know, a bunch of wolves all tackling on it. Yeah. Uh, like there's, there's some very common things and just like cosplay for essentially for us, like there's a million Deadpools. Oh, so yeah. you got to get creative at this point. You do. You do. Some um, of them get amazingly creative. That's true. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I saw, um, which, I mean, it wasn't news to me, but is something that uh, is sometimes um, misrepresented as being part of freedom or connected in some way are plushies. Right. Which is absolutely uh, completely different. not. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. Um, not to say that they there might be someone who's into both, uh, but plushies is um, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that's when you have some kind of weird um, sexual. It's a fetish. A fetish, yeah, yeah, sexual fetish for stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> first, my first experience with this actually being a real thing. And when I first saw it, I thought it was a joke. Uh, and then found out, I oh, tell us what your this is real. <laughs> no, uh, is a webcomic called Something Positive mm-hmm. years back. Um, and I haven't read Something Positive in a while. So maybe the characters came back around at some point. Uh, but there were these random characters in this like C plot line uh, that were saving the stuffed animals from their plushy oppressors. Oh, uh, okay. And it was really weird and kind of awkward. Like you would, uh, I mean, this one character who's clearly demented because he's also talking to the stuffed animals as if they're people like yeah. con- consoling them and whatnot. Right. <laughs> I'll never forget. Like there's one panel where like I saw a, um, uh, a stuffed animal 
that it had like um, two band-aids on an X over its butt. Oh. And that's when it really clicked in of like, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. shit. This is, this is yeah. not right. Isn't it interesting if you – I was telling last week if you go on Wikipedia and fall down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia and start following links and everything. Oh, no. You're going to bring it up, aren't you? No. I um, <laughs> I actually did – like I found the same thread leading to plushies. So I guess mm-hmm. there is a real perception out there that it says – I'm sure it's just because like – some of the fursuits, especially some of the ones that are getting really elaborate and really, they do start to look more like just big stuffed animals yeah, and people. So they go like the furry element, the sexual element that people perceive, and then they take that over to sex with stuffed animals and they go there. But it's yeah. not the same thing. It's so bizarre. I mean, it's it's the same as like, oh, I like anime. And then someone's like, like oh, well, you must like tentacle rape. Right, exactly. Like, it's like okay, it's an well, offshoot of something, I would I say. Get, you know? I get how you think they may be, re- be related, but let me educate you, ignorant <laughs> fucker. Uh, they are miles apart. It is, can, it is funny if you talk about anime, the number of people will look at you funny and be like, yeah, like you oh, like that some weird tentacle shit, stuff? Because yeah. like, mm-hmm. that's what they hear, and that's what media sensationalizes and that's how, like, these things get this really bad stigma. They were, like, they're talking about, like, uh, the article that I was reading was talking about how it's perceived in the pop culture because it's being reinforced in the pop culture. I mean, they just had on a couple years ago, I guess. CSI? Great, CSI did it. Grey's no, Anatomy yeah. had a furry episode. I mean. Um, and they're not portrayed well. No, no. no it's God, always no. weird, deviant sexuality. Yep, mm-hmm, people, yep. It's, 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 it's not fair. So the media is not helping with this. Yeah. Just like Comic Book Guy isn't helping us. Also Dude. true. Very you know, true. like these these random episodes of shows are like, oh, you know what? Let's do this crazy thing. I I I, I heard about this thing called furries. Let's let's bring that in. All we need is is a a mascot costume. All we need is a, is an Easter bunny suit. The, fu- the funny the the imagery is hilarious, and you know, but it's just like you're taking advantage of a stereotype Those that's not doing googly good. eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a cookie monster. Oh God. Another thing that uh, uh, I saw in the documentaries um, that I found to be incredibly endearing uh, is that outside of the cons, um, there are the people who, you know, they have some uh, friends who at at least live close enough who are also furries uh, that they will dress up and go into public. This is not a thing that you see very often. Uh, Anytime I've seen a furry, I think has always been around some kind of convention. I don't think I've seen a furry in the wild. No. Uh, But... (laughs) Uh, they talked about how you know sometimes we'll, we'll just arrange a get together and have a picnic yeah, I've heard that, or whatever. Uh, at a park or something like yeah. that. Yeah, they'll go to a park and you know they'll just kind of live out their characters and not in a weird you know LARPing way where they're doing battle or anything like that. Magic missile. Um, but uh, one thing that they one kind of feel compelled to, but also this um this general theme of positivity mm-hmm. uh, and bringing joy to people is that you know, they see a kid looking at them and the, a kid essentially sees a cartoon character walking exactly. down the street. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they always will play. Yeah. They always, and they want to play because they want, because they see the magic in this child's eye mm. uh, when they look back at them. So they, they play to it. Uh, in the one man show, there's this, Incredibly sweet, sweet story that uh, that I'll retell. Uh, it's that this um, this guy, uh, and this is a story told to the character that we follow. Um, he says that before he got completely into freedom, he took a job as an Easter Bunny. Right. 
Uh, and so he got sent out on jobs for this and that. And he was once sent to a um, home for children. What he found out when he got there was this was kind of specifically a home for battered and abused children. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, he went and a lot of the, you know, the, the, the home had, you know, children of all ages. A lot of the teenagers really didn't care about the Easter bunny or anything. Right. So they dismissed him. So he spent his time there playing with the younger children and, uh, you know, being essentially the Easter bunny. He's right. not being a bunny character, or a rabbit character. He is being the Easter bunny. Right. So he says, uh, he was, um, he was, he was playing with children and this little girl comes up and asks him if he's really the Easter bunny. So he, he says, yes, I'm, I'm the Easter bunny. She continues to ask questions. Uh, he says that she's trying to kind of feel him out and trick him into admitting like, all right, well, I'm not the Easter bunny. Uh, like a, like a mall Santa will say, well, I'm not Santa, but I helped Santa. Right. 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 She's trying to trip him up and, and he manages to stay ahead of her cause she's a child. Right. Uh, and it's really easy to do. Uh, so, uh, she essentially uh, becomes enthralled with with him in this East, in the Easter Bunny costume, uh, and she wants to sit on his lap. And she keeps talking to him, uh, and she's really enjoying it. Uh, getting to talk to the Easter Bunny, he right. recognizes that, and he feels that this is really nice. This is really good. He can give this moment to this child. So uh, this little girl, she steps away for for whatever, and the counselors come come up to him. Is like. What happened? What did you do? Right. Like she, we just saw she was with you and he's like, I didn't do anything. That was right here. You saw nothing happened. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. She's been here for six months. She came from a terribly abusive family. She hasn't spoken to anyone. Oh. You're the first person she's ever spoken to. Oh, man. And so he's incredibly touched by this. Yeah. Uh, and he just says, I, I just talked to her. I said, I'm the Easter bunny. And yeah. that, that was it. I just talked to her as if I am, you know, the, the Easter rabbit. Aww. And I mean, even, even when, when they <laughs> left, she came back, talked to him some more. Uh, and by the, the end of his day there at, at the home, she, you know, left him and talked to other people. He right. essentially being this magical character to her, uh, Man, she she opened up and yeah. was able to talk to you know the other counselors and and, and other other people there. Yeah, she won a little rabbit because she won the Easter hunt and, and all all that. Uh, he says like it's it's a profound moment to him that he's never gonna forget. But this is in this fursuit, which we as adults may find to be you know maybe a little weird because we don't get it or whatever. Right. But yeah. a child sees that, yeah, and. That's that's walking magic down mm-hmm. the street. Yeah. So at at the very least, I, I mean, I I would totally endorse uh, getting into a suit just for that reason alone. Right. Mm-hmm. To just play with children and give them just a, a, a moment that they may never forget. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it is incredibly touching. Yeah, it was. I just stop everyone. No, because we're just like, how can you follow up? Yeah, yeah. After that, that seems like know? a perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're, I mean, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up on on that. Furries, not so bad. Yeah. If there are any uh, furry listeners, furry enthusiasts, anyone uh, who has direct experience, friends or anything, we'd really like to hear uh, what you think about anything that we've said, anything that we are inaccurate about, mm-hmm. 
or anything you would like to uh, elaborate on and, and help us, we would definitely we'll, – we'll definitely um, share the information that uh, that you give to us uh, because when we sat down and we're like, you know what? We should finally tackle this this furry subject. You know, we, we, we say that, you know, we support all manners of fandom. Yep. Uh, so and, – and we definitely wanted to give it a fair shake. We should do the we, – we came together like, well, we should also do the same for bronies. Another easy joke, you know. Um, well, what was the other one we said? Uh, uh, LARPers. Yes. You know, all, these, all these people who get a, a real kind of bad portrayal mm-hmm. when really it's, it's just another fandom. No one's trying to be weird. No one's being deviant. You know, it's, it's just a thing that gets latched on. The easy joke is – is exactly that. It's easy to make, and so all these things get um, perpetuated mm-hmm. uh, unfairly. Uh, so we definitely want to uh, help open up uh, people's ideas of uh, these fandoms of furries. So uh, please, uh, absolutely, please share anything uh, that you would like to uh, give to us, and we'll we'll go out there. Hopefully, we've you know opened up some people to maybe checking out these documentaries, doing their own research, uh, and we're not saying. Go out there, put on you know cat ears, and be a furry. Just saying, you know what? It's not weird. It's it's actually very sweet. Uh, and you know, if if I ever met another furry, I've met one in my life. Uh, you know, I'd be way more uh, open to learning more because, like I said before, before all this research I did, it was like, all right, well, that's that's your thing. Uh, I don't want to hear too much about it because I kind of have these. Yeah, yeah. These, this, this idea made up, right? Yeah, right, these, right, right, right. Unfair images. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I'm sure you guys have you know cool things, but it seems like there's this big dark cloud that that surrounds you. And it was, uh, I'm admittedly, admittedly wrong completely about it. You can get to us uh, at Facebook, Twitter, email us at comicissues at gmail You can go to uh, the website. You can put the comment section below on this post, and you know the website is comic-issues.com. Uh, where all the podcasts live, all the reviews, previews, and articles that we do. We are part of the PixeladyGeek.com network, uh, where everything is always uh, doing things. And you'll never miss uh, another episode when we eventually get to bronies and LARPers uh, and all other geeky things every week. We are here. You can get us at iTunes. You can stream us on Stitcher, because what's your hard drive for? Porn. Even if it's furry porn. That's cool. That's cool. Do we your don't thing. judge. Uh, So subscribe to us uh, also on Stitcher. Uh, Until next week, guys, I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. Andrew Pline. And good geeking. (laughs) 